0: Hello I'm Simon and I'm Dan and this is the Wikicast a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Dan what are we talking about this week?
1: This week Simon we are talking about space taxi. Space taxi? Space taxi.
0: Oh my god yeah tell me more tell me more like does he I have abs- a space taxi? <laughs>
1: I absolutely will. Spake Taxi uh, is an action game for the Commodore 64.
0: Oh, my God. Written
1: by John Kucher and published by Muse Software in 1984. It simulates, get this, a flying taxi. In space? Brilliant, yeah. The game features sampled speech, including, hey, taxi, pad one, please. (laughs) And similar difference of pairs. Thanks, and up, please. These are said in a variety of voice pitches, creating a feeling of different taxi customers. So they haven't got different voice actors; they just pitch bend the same person. Oh
0: no, that's clever. I like yeah. that because that is true. Like you, um, uh, I remember I watched a really interesting video about how, um, I think it was Donkey Kong got all the sound design onto the chips in the because mm. so the N sixty four there was so little memory that they would get around it by. Um, telling the computer, so you know, the, the console to play the same sound effect in different ways to get different sound effects in the game. Hmm. So, like, um, a, a drone in one area might be a sound effect that was stretched out, like at a much, much slower speed, or yeah, pitch shifted, or played backwards. Um, it's really, really clever design. So that's 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 pretty clever. And and, and you know, save space. I, 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 Just... I think it's probably not to save money; it's to save space.
1: I've just seen an in-game screenshot and it looks like it's been made in MS Paint. It's just oh, beautiful. I've, I've got it's to It's prime Commodore 64. Uh, oh, God. This just looks incredible. In addition to thrusters, the taxi has landing gear that can be switched on or off. Switching the landing gear off disables the side thrusters, but landing without the landing gear destroys the taxi.
0: Oh, my God. So it's like Astro Lander, but with a taxi element. Mm. Also, it's I've just th- I've just Googled it and the... um. The cover, like the artwork, is amazing.
1: Mm. Yeah, let's get in there.
0: Like, look, That's us in this podcast. <laughs> it's, Basically, it is. There's a taxi that seems to be under fire from Space Invaders. I don't know, based on the screenshots here, that, that doesn't seem to be part of the game. But, the, you know, un- under fire, uh, and it's like a New York cab, and then there's the guy at the back reaching out, being like, no, don't pull the lever, cronk! And, and then there's Dan at the front being like, I'm going to pull the lever! It's quite something. Wow. Okay. So, what can you tell me? What more can you tell me about this game? Well, I've just been flicking through. I'm trying to see because it's actually it's not.
1: I wouldn't say it's a small Wikipedia article. Um, it's got a fairly hefty kind of gameplay segment, which you would assume given that it is a video game. Mm. Um, but it says at the bottom, the final, the final kind of tidbit of information says after completing all levels, the player gets t- um, to a special mystery level in which the player is greeted with the message, "Welcome to Muse World." Now Muse was the software developer, mm. um, and three platforms, each with a figure relating to another Muse software game: an ambulance representing Rescue Squad, 1983, also by John Kucher; uh, the soldier uh, with Hacken cr- cr- Krauts, I guess, for mm. Castle Wolfenstein. I didn't realise they were the same and uh, Silas S. Warner developed that and he did the music for this one
0: What was your first games
1: console? It would have been something on the old Windows Windows Home Edition, I think it was Windows XP Your first operating system was XP? I think so, or was it Windows 97? Oh, I can't
0: remember Mine was Windows 95 I remember us getting our first computer
1: I need to check Except um. I
0: think I had, a, um, I had a Game Boy Color uh, before we got a computer. And I tr- I tricked my dad into buying me a... Uh, basically, my dad had this uh, rule where um, if I wanted to save any money, he would double it. Because it was always mm-hmm. very small quantities of money. And I got together £35 and he doubled it, gave me another £35, which I then put in my savings and then immediately withdrew from my savings and then spent £70 on a Game Boy Color. Um, yeah.
1: See, I had my, I had a Game Boy and then a Game Boy Ad- Advance SP, and then a, that that would have been just before I was I was on, because I'm only ninety seven. No, I think my first, as in year ninety seven, not ninety seven years old. Um, XP, I think, yeah, was my first operating system, and then we, that didn't stick around for long because we ended up going to um, Mac, Mac. Uh, OS. You know,
0: like like a like a scrub. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, I had a, I remember my friend had a Sega Mega Drive. That's the earliest console oh, I wow. have any connection with. And he, he offered it to me. He was I could have bought it for a fiver. And I still regret not taking him up on that. Because yeah. I was like, oh, it's a lot of money. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's... No, I, I'm not going to do it. And now I'm just wishing that I'd taken him up on it. Because it would have been such an antique just to have, like, in the corner of the office.
1: Yeah, I had a friend's dad who used to collect them. And he had an Acorn Archimedes.
0: And I never even heard an Acorn yeah. Archimedes.
1: Man, gaming back in the day was was rad. Yeah, the Acorn Archimedes is a family of personal computers designed by Acorn Computers Limited in Cambridge was sold of in the Acorn late computers. 1980s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was called the Archimedes,
0: and it's um, it's a bit of a monolith. Oh my god, I, I just googled it as well. The memory was between yeah. 512 kilobytes and 16 yeah. megabytes. Wow.
1: Apparently, there was an unauthorized sequel space taxi 2 released by twilight games in 2004 it is no longer available <laughs>
0: well wow, that's a hell of a gap and also a bizarre title to choose for a sequel mm. i mean was this thing well received at all
1: um i there's, see interestingly there's nothing about its critical reception
0: uh, now that's worrying isn't it mm. that that says something
1: I wonder if there's something. Oh, hang on, let's see. Let me see if I can do a bit of digging. It seems that its critical reception was it's it's really well loved in the in the Commodore 64 I kind know. of sphere. Yeah, a classic game, fun with no end. Ten out of ten. One of my favourite games. Just wonderful graphics and sound to be a bit frumpy, but it doesn't um doesn't kind of work against the game. Nine out of ten. Simple but tricky. Nine out of ten. So yeah, it seems to be received fairly well. But each but equally, you know. Commodore 64 games are pretty niche. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not um,
0: exactly a widespread community. You know? No, it's not like a AAA title, is it? So, um, yeah. But but having it goes, having,
1: having said tech, that,
0: I, I feel like I'd probably enjoy playing that more than I'd enjoy a lot of AAA titles these days. Yeah, like, probably. I mean, I still... Well,
1: that's, in, that's really... Did, did you hear about
0: this Harry Potter RPG leak? Yes, because we we talked about this when I was down in Exeter. Uh, this weekend so for the benefit of the readers pretend that i didn't hear what the what what is that leak dan so a game has been leaked very controversially
1: um and i imagine this guy is probably going to get into lots of trouble but basically there's been this um harry potter um set in the harry potter universe um uh rpg being made and from the, from the videos and photos that have been released, it looks like they've thrown a, a load of money at it, but, but really focusing on like on attention to detail. It's not like, it's, it's unlike anything else that has come out before. Um, I urge you to try, if you can, to, 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 to pop it into, um, into Google or something, and you'll be able to find something on Reddit with the photos. Um, but it looks unbelievably exciting, um. And I imagine it was. It must be planned for a release sometime early 2019 to coincide with just as Fantastic Beasts closes. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You know, maintain
0: um, that hype level.
1: Yeah, I haven't actually checked up on it um, on how it's been doing. <coughs> um, Harry Potter. Yeah. So the last time it was, we third of October. So around the same time I saw it. Um, but it does just look
0: very, very exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, someone really couldn't have coded a better like. A, a better game for you, unless it was somehow a World of Warcraft Harry Potter crossover.
1: the 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 footage versus the footage of God. The footage first appeared on Reddit, courtesy of poster Vape This Bro. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant! Welcome the modern, to Reddit, everyone. The
0: modern history of the internet. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: that's super exciting. So that's uh, that kind of that's not exactly space Dan's space corner, but it's Dan's like tech. It Rounds off Space Taxi pretty nicely because everything else is um is is pretty um pretty boring.
0: Well, we should probably uh, uh, sort of re- re- recollect briefly whilst whilst the article has sort of f- phased, fizzled out. Uh, mm. Despite the fact that I'm still a bit confused about why the, the it, they wouldn't have a section on um the critical acclaim if it is so well loved. But anyway, um, we should probably recollect. Well, it probably actually has something to do with game criticism of that time,
1: doesn't it? I mean personal computers were few and far between so it doesn't have that you know being a game critic then wasn't really a thing mm. um, so it's in in terms of it having a critical reception it's probably just because of the because the platform
0: the commodore 64 was so niche it didn't so testify. so it was kind of um there's lots of reviews out there but they're not credible you know they're, they're yeah, not, they're from, not from like an,
1: an an official source because an official gaming game like critique source wouldn't have been around then
0: well i think because you, 80, you
1: 84
0: if you go you know. on like XCOM, uh enemy unknown mm. uh which was the some people would say is the um the best game ever made um oh hang on no i don't mean enemy unknown i mean ufo defense which was the oh mm-hmm. no, yeah 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 no it, it was it was ufo defense in america enemy unknown everywhere else um mm-hmm. that has a section on uh reception you know it's quite a quite a big section actually uh, on how everybody completely fell in love with it um so you know i think i and that was 1994 so admittedly a bit later on in time i mean hang on so but what what was it Ga- 1984 did you say it was from yeah 1984 games let's see what else was released in that year cuz i feel like you know 1984 in video gaming thank you wikipedia um Notable releases Gap plus the sequel to Gallagher, oh I don't know Gallagher had a sequel um oh god uh i'm try- there's, there's there's quite a lot that happened in the year um oh wow, in nineteen eighty four Tetris was released. you're joking, surely not, yeah, hang on control, yeah, okay. 1984. As I just read from the Wikipedia article here, 1984 has seen many sequels and prequels in video games, and several new titles such as 1942, Tetris, and the Power. Sorry, the Tower of Druaga. I feel like they put the heavy hitter in the middle of that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, yeah, this is the, every year list of years in video gaming. There's actually a there's a, there's a, the whole thing on <clears throat> Wikipedia. Um, new companies were really founded, cool. including. Psy, Cy- Psy, Cy- Synosis, Cy- Ocean. Oh,
1: okay. Here's an interesting thing. Go into the lists of years in video gaming. Uh, find, find the year you were born. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell me what was released, and I'll tell you what was released in mine.
0: Oh well, uh, uh, some amazing titles were released in my year. So I was born in 1990. Uh, Metal Gear God. Two, Solid Snake was released. Oh uh dr mario the one that game grumps have played that one uh yeah. and super mario world were sort of, wow. of the big heavy hitters jeez i'm not seeing a huge amount so you're 97 97 yeah uh what was released in 1997 golden eye 007 oh well he wins uh, star fox down.
1: 64 good god mortal Kombat 4 castlevania symphony of the night the first grand theft auto
0: Okay, uh, now this is uh, th- This just feels overpowered now. <laughs> I mean,
1: notable releases. So the classic
0: Mac OS was released in '97. Does that mean no. that the um, that was the first Apple computer was released in '97?
1: I don't know. It says notable releases, Mac Classic Mac OS. Maybe it was. Oh, I don't know.
0: Oh, I missed one. Uh, Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon. Did you ever play any of the Tycoon uh, games? Yes, I did. I had rail. I had roller coaster Tycoon,
1: <gasps> Mario Kart '64. Oh God!
0: What a year for gaming! Good
1: yeah. God! Mario Kart 64 came out on February 10th, and I was I was February 21st.
0: So, I mean, along with Goldeneye and all these things. So, I just sent you in chat um, a picture of Railroad Tycoons um, box art. They okay. they don't do box art like this anymore. <laughs> because my god i i i mean i like trains and i'm nowhere near the level of for example danvy or uh, mm-hmm. jeff marshall or even my dad but, <laughs> but i i don't know how they managed to make it both immensely romanticized and boring as hell oh my god yeah so railroad tycoon is in like a old west old timey font and then there's like a tombstone shaped thing with a giant um one of the american trains like a giant smokestack and then how would you even describe the way that guy looks? He looks like a... Like a clerk in a bank from the 19th mm. century. Holding a cigar uh, next to an empire building in the golden age of railroads. God. God, it must have
1: sold a million copies. Uh, the fun- oh, <clears throat> Just to nail in the coffin, March 1st um, in 1997, the Nintendo 64 was released in Europe and Australia.
0: So hey, what was that, March 1st? And then yeah. when was Mario Kart released? Mario Kart was released
1: uh, February 10th. Wait, what? So it have been released in America first. Remember, it's only released uh, in Europe and, and Australia.
0: Okay, okay. So the
1: Nintendo 64 uh, was released in 1996
0: in Japan. Ah, okay. And then it came
1: to North America and Brazil... In Again, September.
0: I mean that shows just how you know much the industry's changed like you would never get that happening now like all the big titles for a new console are always this is, released.
1: This is like- this is weird though. So first in Japan in June 1996, North American Brazil September 1996, March um 1997 saw its release in Europe and Australia. September 1997 you could buy it in France.
0: <laughs> France really Europe resisted. and
1: Australia got it in and Europe and Australia got it in March and you had to wait until September to buy it in France
0: and that would have been before uh, actually would it, have been, would it have been before common movement so people in France would just have been frustrated that's <laughs> oh that's funny also I love how if you go on the early history of video games there's actually a history of video games kind of section and they have a logo which is a um, like an ionic column uh, mm-hmm. Imagine the rolls at the top, but instead of having rolls, it has a video game like a like a SNES controller. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a lovely oh, bit yeah, of design. Yeah. Also, so hang on, the earliest game, so the earliest year um, that has its own article is 1971, and three things happened in that year, which was the Oregon Trail was released, Galaxy game was released, and Computer Space was cool. released. Man, what a, what a time to be alive. Com- compare that to... Well, there's, somehow there's already an article on what's happening in 2020 and it is, oh my god, an absolute mess. All these games that are scheduled to be released, like Age of Empires 4, yeah. uh, Medieval Engineers, which is already out. Uh, I guess. Oh, I guess it's on pre-release. Space Engineers. Uh, oh, Elder Scrolls Six is uh, scheduled for release in 2020, apparently. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. that. Total War Arena, Total War Battles, Kingdom, Unreal, Unreal Tournament. Are you kidding? I still go, man. You know how, like, sometimes with these articles, we we veer away as quickly as possible. I felt like we looked into the, we we looked directly into the vortex this time around. Yeah, uh, we. Probably should move on to another corner, just for, just to lo- before we lose absolutely everybody who isn't a gamer. Um, yeah, for those uh, of you, we're in too deep. For those of you who are interested, uh, I will leave a bunch of wiki links and the uh, show notes in the description on this one because, oh boy, yeah, we we went in a bit too deep. Okay, you're in uh, for you're in for a treat. Uh, right, we should probably move on to critics' corner. Okay, here we go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now, Dan, I, I, you know, somebody suggested, I think it was me, uh, mm. in one of the previous episodes, that possibly we should do a Dan's Choral Corner. Is that? Would you like to do a Choral Corner as your Critics Corner for what you've been yeah, doing okay. recently? That'd be cool. So, what have you been? Because well, that's basically all I've been doing. I haven't really, I haven't really watched or listened to much at all. Because yeah, I, I got halfway into saying we should, um, we should talk about the events of the weekend, but then we actually found something interesting to talk about anyway. But yeah. um, yeah. Well, for example, what did you get up to this weekend, Dan? <laughs> This weekend, Simon, I sang many, many
1: things. I sang very loudly, probably too much. Um, it was crazy. <laughs> so, f- for those who for those who don't know, um, uh, Simon came down to, to Exeter this weekend to because Earth from the, indeed, yes, um, it was the Jubilee anniversary, um, the diamond, of the the diamond
0: Jubilee. It was the yeah, sixth- the di-
1: yeah, the diamond Jubilee um, of the Mary Harris Chapel. Uh, on 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 the University of Exeter campus, um, so loads of people. I mean, we had people back from like who were who were there in like the sixties.
0: Yeah, there um, were there were two or three people who were there from when the chapel was consecrated. You know, yeah, we were cool. sixty years ago, which is nuts. I mean, I actually have my you know so um I oh, helped yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: sorry I've got that, that order of service yeah from that um, service and I f- I framed it. Um, oh nice yeah so it actually goes up next to my gift from Exeter university singers shout out to Exeter university singers um uh was the was the kind of the the waveform recording of the trinity te deum that we did next to cathedral printed out with like a thank you from them to me mm. and then next to that is the um the order of service from the the consecration of the mary harris memorial chapel uh on the university of exeter and it's uh, it's quite cool it's really you know it's, it's, a, it's a lovely order of service but i wanted to get it in a frame so that's up now but yeah we had loads of music there was so much going on not only um was it the diamond jubilee of the chapel it also coincided with the kind of the alumni reunion ser- um, service that we do um so loads of alumni came down from the chapel choir um there were there were services and and concerts and the installation of the new choral scholars much like i remember i spoke about my installation next to cathedral um this year uh, michael chose to the director of chapel music um d- decided to install the scholars with a chapel choir which i think is a really nice idea um so we did all that and then it was also the symphonic even song um weekend as well where the chapel choir and an orchestra and the cathedral choir team up and do an even song service but accompanied with an orchestra now you couldn't make that could you
0: i couldn't no i had to get back uh, get pips yeah. and Earl back ready for teaching
1: uh, but um, i am i trust it was, it was loud it was spectacular, yeah. So the it was the, the the canticle setting was Stanford in B flat, which is uh, which is always a good choice. Uh, "Great is the Lord" by Elgar was the uh, was the psalm because um, the text is taken from Psalm 30, 60, something. One of them between um, one and one fifty. Yeah, um, and the the introit was "My Beloved Spake" by Hadley uh, Patrick Hadley, which is an awesome piece. In fact, I'll add that as one of my my my. My choral corner. Give that a listen. And if you can. (laughs) Listen to listen to the record listen to that one first and then listen to the the version with orchestration. Because it's like a different piece. It's really just wonderful. Um I had some some other things with the cathedral too in terms of so other than singing with the cathedral choir, there's also St. Peter's Singers, which was the voluntary Mm. choir that used to have about forty five people it was huge and then there was a there was a big cull um oh, Jesus. and uh, all and the old people many, were killed off yeah basically um and now it's it's a kind of a chamber choir size of about of about 24 um in fact probably not not maybe about 20 but the but, but as choral scholars we we have to sing and that so that means you've got one choral scholar at least on each part on each side deck and can the two sides of the choir right um but we've been preparing for various different things we're doing the De Requiem. Which is very nice indeed. I,
0: I prefer it to the foray. I, I, th- I think it's-, it's. I mean, it's. It's. I think it's a.
1: It's an absolutely a a a more musically complex piece. Um. But the the foray has its place because the you know like if you if you had a massive choral society full of. Um, Chip munching old people will be my uh, my term for them. <laughs> then you'd probably be more successful doing the foray than you would be with doing the with the Drifle. Yeah, because um, you'd probably kill half your choir doing the du It's also it an e-
0: the foray is an easier listen. Like it's it's a ni- yes. it's got nice sort of. Uh, I think I think the term is lollipop music. You know, it's it's kind mm. of everyone goes, oh, that was nice. Whereas with yeah. like the the Drifle, I'm like wow, yeah. Jesus, I'm
1: deaf. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So. It's just
0: been a bit you know, it's been a
1: it's a bit a mental um mental time, really. But it's been very good. Um but yeah, my beloved spake, Hadley, orchestrated and and just organ. Listen to the organ first, then listen to the orchestrated version. Um and uh do email in spongeelectric at gmail.com and tell me what you think. It's very what's, fine. What's indeed. your choral piece
0: of the week? Uh, I I quite <laughs> like this having having a choral piece of the week from what you've yeah. been singing. That's that's fun.
1: Use the use the hashtag uh, um,
0: <laughs> choral cast and we'll to get 10% off your next piece of choral music yeah yeah. and we'd also like to sell you this mattress uh, (laughs) because we're a podcast and we haven't had an advert for a mattress yet which means we're doing it wrong
1: yeah, um, we also haven't got a thing with Squarespace which I feel is actually t- to be admired given how long we've been going
0: uh, or Backblaze or basically all the brands who do stuff with the, the agency that I'm with like all the people that people like to take the piss out of you know for having the same sponsors it's it's because we're all in a club together that have this connection to industry so like yeah. if we wanted I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I could get us one of those sponsorships but considering we've now laughed at their expense I feel like that's, that's yeah. not probably going to happen anymore
1: I think if we're going to be sponsored by anyone i want it to be like the the john rutter memorial home for injured swans or something <laughs> like, that'd be that'd be so good and i'd eat all the swans if they didn't get if they didn't make it out um that's a, uh, there is a really funny photo actually i think it's on if you love memes of um john rutter with a swan and then they cut the caption is just like there's nothing funny about this photo it's just john rutter with a swan
0: oh i think i've seen that one yes yeah yeah if you love memes great meme page i will link the john
1: rutter incidentally um for those and you are so so important to the podcast for those who write fan fiction (laughs) please in the next edition can there be a mention of the john rutter memorial home for injured swans um in fact i I love that so much that i think i'm going to make a t-shirt well. just for me just for me to wear
0: <laughs> i'm
1: actually doing that tonight before i go to bed i'm going to print and make a t-shirt and but john Rutter.
0: well and and dan, as we know when dan says he's going to do something uh, he always follows through and does they it exactly through it does exactly what he says he's going to do so next week we will hear a review we'll see a post on social media of it and we will hear a review of dan's new t-shirt i'm um, yeah i think it's great you've committed to that that is wonderful yeah. I just had my cathedral my,
1: my, my scholarship pay through. So if there's anything I'm gonna waste it just on. Just splash cash t- around. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's a it's a it's a t shirt. <laughs> um what was I gonna say? Yes, because we do have a we do have a fan fiction this week. We mm-hmm. we we mustn't forget. We also I'm so excited because we have an unusual Critics Corner this week. Sorry, not Critics Corner, Crisis Corner, because we're following up okay. from last week. We also mm-hmm. have some incredible follow up from uh the article last week, which we'll get to in Correspondence Corner, and we have fan fiction so i'm i'm very much looking forward to it so it's gonna be amazing in terms of if i was going to criticize something um i have been guiltily it's got to be said it's been a guilty pleasure watching the uh shane dawson documentary on jake paul and i feel kind of dirty admitting that because it is so pulpy it's um it's uh have you watched it at all what was this? Sorry, this was. Uh, thanks for paying attention. No, uh, sorry, I'm on. A, I'm on. A, I'm on
1: street shirts. I'm already looking at how much I have to spend to get one printed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sorry, great. That you're convincing. I'm going to close that tab. I'm no, no, you go ahead. And we'll uh, um, this was uh, Shane Dawson's um documentary about Jake Paul. Oh right, okay. Uh, which has been. The talk of the town. Um, he has done, actually, As at the time of recording, let's date this thoroughly. Um, at the time of recording, he has done, I think it's five, though I will just double check. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five videos uh, about mm-hmm. J-Paul. Each of them has at least 13 million views. Um and they're each the 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 they're all over forty minutes long, so uh, I did read a BBC article that estimated that between the sponsorships that he's got for these because those are sponsored videos and the ad revenue, he's probably he might be making like two million dollars this month, um, Good Lord. which is insane. Um, much like Jake Paul. Um, uh, but it's been it's a very very trashy documentary series. Like I don't have you watched any of Shane Dawson's stuff? Like he did the TanaCon documentary.
1: I think I would have seen bits of what he does but mm. I just couldn't give a toss, to be honest. Yeah, he so. he
0: occupies a part of the YouTube ecosystem that's like I he he is an OG. He has been on YouTube for so long. Um, mm. And I respect his staying power. and He has 18 million subscribers, you know, and he has, seems to have, you know, retained a large aspect of what got him into it in the first place. Like, he hasn't changed that much. Obviously, he's evolved, but he, as a person, you can tell, hasn't changed that much. Yeah. Um, and I respect that, you know. Um, and he kind of came to prominence, to me at least, with um, this, the videos he did about Tanacon, which was this utterly disastrous. A competitor to um, VidCon that resulted in fans getting like third degree sunburns and lawsuits oh, yeah, I everywhere. Remember, and, I remember
1: hearing about this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it
0: was an absolute dumpster fire of a thing. And he made some interesting videos about it, sort of talking because he knew Tana, who founded it, and talked to her and the team who made it and sort of portion blame. But generally, it was quite frothy. Thr- it was quite frothy and it didn't get into a lot of detail and it didn't. <laughs> Um, he held back a bit he was too nice um, mm-hmm. and with this documentary about Jake Paul he has effectively as far as I've got because I've watched the first four um, he has talked to a, a catty, was it Catty Brennan uh, the sort of YouTube psychologist um, mm-hmm. about what is a sociopath and basically got her to read from a dictionary, sorry, a textbook, a psychology textbook, definition of sociopathic behaviour, and then mm-hmm. react going, oh my God, that's him, to every single one of the criteria, um, and with lots and lots of over-the-top editing that make it out like it's a horror film, and yeah, just like very, very overhyped reactions to it. Um, and then looked at Jake Paul, Logan Paul, their parents, and then talking to the people who were in his book uh, his boy band like you know his band of vloggers his inner circle yeah because they, they have a thing called Team 10 uh, that was a bunch of vloggers who shared a house and they did loads and loads of stuff and they did like music videos together and it was like a thing it was a bit like the Yogg's cast but full of awful people um, yeah. a bit like a Yogg's cast entirely made of hat films um, yeah. uh, except you know they, they do stupid stuff like set, a, set their swimming pool fill their swimming pool with like petrol and set it on fire or mm. like kidnap each other and a bunch of really objectionable stuff that they've done
1: lowest common denominator rubbish
0: yeah but 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 also the fact that um, Jake Paul and I've this is based on I haven't watched his stuff this is based on this series and also on a video by uh, I can't remember the name of the dude oh, but it was an excellent video that I will put in the description uh, hang on Jake Paul exp- uh, worst nightmare I think it was called um what was this dude's name? Excellent, Nerd City. That was it. Really, much, much better documentary about why Jake Paul is an awful human being. Um, Isn't that the um the town
1: that you're mayor of?
0: Nerd City. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm yeah. honorary mayor, and I head up the Women's Institute. I do cake testing. Every uh, every Tuesday,
1: uh, it was
0: lovely last night, um, and yeah, Nerd City did this amazing video, which which kind of was quite eye opening in terms of how Jake Paul targets a young audience, kind of sub thirteen, including weirdly a real f- focus on babies, um, but then f- fills his content with over fifty percent of it is adverts of one form or or another, and telling kids to get their parents to buy his merch. Uh, And, you know, like very, very questionable business practices. And then what Shane Dawson's videos has gone into is how manipulative he is as a person and how he's almost certainly a sociopath and kind of the weird world that that he occupies. And the most recent one, he actually meets him and interviews him with all the previous episodes having come out. Like it seems to be being made in real time. Um, Mm. And it's... I'd, I don't know I, I, I'd be very interested to get readers uh, to write in with what they think I, I have enjoyed watching it but it is not a rigorous even well made documentary series Um, it's it's also these videos could be ten times shorter I could have watched in half an hour the entire probably eight videos that he's going to make I don't even know how many he's going to make in the end but I, in, in half an hour I could get everything and have not Let's lost a single thing yeah well, no, because the thing is, this he's printing money. Like, admittedly, he replied to the article that I read. Uh, he tweeted, uh, somebody tweeted at him this article saying he could make two million this month. Uh, and he, re- he tweeted a reply being like, well, I'm not. So, you know, but uh, all the same, he is going to be making so much money from doing this. Um, it's crazy. You know, he has to find now a genre of people watching the documentary series, like doing react stuff. That's how you know you've made a splash. When people do react stuff to your thing of another thing, so yeah, I've I've been watching that and it's been troubling. It, it's it's like watching Love Island. I know it's bad, and it's not a good influencer on uh, influence on society. But I, but, it, but it but it gets you hook line line and sinker, and then you can't really stop. Yeah, and and I enjoy it. So I've
1: yeah. been well. Speaking of getting people hook line and sinker. Um, You've been fishing I went fishing (laughs) (laughs) Nice Well done No I introduced um, James my housemate To uh, The man in the high castle Because I didn't realise They've only gone and made A bloody third season And didn't tell me
0: How rude
1: I know So I was on I was on Amazon Prime The other day And I I saw it was being advertised And I said to James Oh you know You really should We should watch this first episode I'd happily watch it again It's really great I think you'll really like it Mm. And then I saw season three and, like, spat tea everywhere, uh, you know, just absolutely blown blown away. So I think I'm going to kind of watch on and off um, the, the first and second season again just to kind of get back into it and mm. then know that I've got, you know, resting somewhere. Um, season three to watch. I see. I it's still need very, to watch it. really good. That's really good, Simon. You really should. You'll I, like uh, it.
0: I know. I, I, I well, I, having funny. Actually, you should mention about new series because I uh, Pixel Girl and I have just started watching uh, the Good Place season three, which has just come out. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I know that you. Well, you, mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. the last report we had was that you'd watched the pilot and then you were like, "I'm going to give it a few more episodes." But by your tone, I can tell that it did not go well.
1: Yeah. Nah.
0: I think I watched like another episode and then went, F- this, it's rubbish. <laughs> I've,
1: been re- I've been re-watching... Um, oh, okay, okay, I have watched some things. Um, I've been re-watching Bake Off. Oh, yeah, we've been watching the, the new series. Season, yeah, Which is awesome. I haven't seen the first, the new series. I, I've only seen episodes two, one and two of the, first, the new series, but I've gone back through Netflix and watched it. I'm slowly going through each season again, which is quite fun. Mm. Um, but I did, I watched season two of Big Mouth.
0: Oh, I've heard of Big Babba. I've I've not seen. Yeah,
1: it's really weird and really gross, and it's about kind of puberty in in. It's just funny. Like it's really crude. Oh, it's the cartoon.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's
1: yeah. It's it's really funny. I think it's I think it's pretty great. Um, I don't really go for that kind of stuff, but for some reason, it kind of clicked with me, and it's just quite it's quite yeah. The first season was great, and they've just released a second season, and I've already demolished that. So, um. Yeah, it's worth a watch. It's quite funny. As I say, it's crude. Uh, don't judge it. Don't judge me for watching
0: it. But so, so you. <laughs> like so, did you say you'd watch the first two episodes of the most recent series? Yes, of Bake Off. Yeah. So you're you're basically a few episodes off being up to date. Yeah. Okay. Who who's your money on based on those episodes that you've seen?
1: Uh, the French one.
0: If, if you don't pick man on your idiot <laughs> because she's French. She's got uh, like she's got a natural advantage. She grew up like making baking, the you know, her entire life. Having said that, the girl from Bristol who's got one uh, one hand, which is one eye. <laughs> no, she's, the old one eye, the old Tyrannid Carnifex. Um, now she's got one hand, and then her other hand is I can't I think she, I think she has one digit on it. Um, she has been doing phenomenally well. I wouldn't be surprised if she takes it actually, based on the rest of the season. So, wow. yeah, but man, oh, she, it doesn't hurt that Manon is I think very very attractive.
1: Yeah, I think she'll probably win because she, she seemed very good in the episodes I've seen. My only criticism, it's the great British bake-off. And Brexit means Brexit, <laughs> so I can't believe that we...
0: Oh, God, here we go. High, high church and hard Brexit, that's what this country needs. That is 100% something that you've heard someone say in the cathedral, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I Well, I've heard Hugo Wickham say it. Oh, Shout out to Hugo Wickham. Huge, he, 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 noted xenophile. Uh, yeah. Sorry, xenophobe even not xenophile. That's that's completely different. Yeah. Um But there you go. That's that's my I mean, I don't really have anything else to criticize.
1: Um I've given my, my choral coral things. Corner. So I think with, with without much further ado. Oh actually wait, wait should... very briefly, Ooh.
0: very, very briefly, before Ooh. we before we move on, I should mm. say I have been reading La Belle Sauvage. Actually no, it's not called that. It's it's called um what is it called? It's the Book of Dust, the the the, um, the prequel to his Dark Materials that Philip Pullman released. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, presumably you've read his Dark Materials. Yeah. Yep.
1: This is great. It's, These are the, like those are the amber spyglass, subtle knife.
0: Yeah, Northern Lights. Uh, if yeah. or oh, the Golden Compass, if you're in America. Uh, the subtle knife and amber spyglass, and then this is a, apparently a new trilogy which takes place before, and it focuses on what's lovely about it is that it takes place just outside Oxford, uh, and obviously, I, having been there, I know everywhere that he mentions, and I can I mm. know the geography, but like it's slightly altered, which is it's great. But yeah, you actually meet up with a lot of you meet a lot of the characters. From his dark materials, like you meet Lord Asriel relatively early on, um, and the Egyptians, and you actually meet Lyra. Baby Lyra is quite important to the story. I'm um, about halfway through, and basically, if you like his dark, liked his dark materials, uh, I highly recommend it. I am loving <laughs> okay. it. very very enjoyable read. But w- w- that will go. I'm going to do a book video at the end of the month, so I need to I need to finish it by then. Um, but uh, yeah. B- basically, that was the. Th- I just wanted to add that in because it's a delightful read. Absolutely, I'll make a note. But as you were,
1: yeah. Well, I was going to say we should probably we should probably uh, nip on over to uh, to crisis corner. But before we, we go, forget, there. <laughs> we mustn't forget about our patrons. Oh, saved. Top lad. I have the ears of a fox and the eyes of a fox. <laughs> I'm a fox. Okay. Okay. Um, do you want? Do you want? Shall I do a lead-in then?
0: Yes. Or... yeah. You go on. You. You do. You. Oh heavens! Right. I'm
1: sorry, I'm just uh, rearranging myself. I'm in my pajamas. It's all hanging loose. Right.
0: So we find ourselves. Self. Nice. Well done, Dan. Us going, we find ourselves in Patreon corner with an English student. Um, so oh, you can. Oh, I just... <laughs> so much. So what, what? What's happening here, Dan? This This place is all covered in gold. Yeah, well, it's a very special place. It's a place
1: where readers such as such as maybe you, reader, who's listening right now, can come and support uh, support the podcast in whichever way you choose. Um, there are there are several different tiers. We like to cater to all all and everyone. Um, but this particular part of the podcast um, is 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 here so we can say thanks to our top lads. Really, our top lads uh, pledge five dollars a month, um, and and for that, that you know. Well, you can actually see if you head over to our Patreon, you can see each goal that we've uh, we've managed to achieve. So it includes our donation to Wikipedia. It includes um, our when we released merchandise, which was so long ago. Can you remember when that was? I think it was March. It was quite a few That's months cr- ago. Yeah, it's
0: crazy. I mean, it sounds like we might have some some more merch now. Uh, with the what was it, the John Rutter uh, School for Incapacitated Swans? The, uh,
1: no, the John Rutter Memorial Home <laughs> for Injured Swans. It's great because it makes it sound like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all we all wish Which is just so funny. I'm going to wear it to the cathedral one day. Um, can, can we can we
0: work WikiCast sponsorship into it? Can we have like you know, some, uh, as if it was like for a that's it, as if it was for like a charity event that that the Memorial Home for Injured Swans did, and then yeah. the WikiCast sponsored it, and so our branding is also on it. Yeah. Can we can you make that? Can you somehow make that into a design? I'll try and do that. I'll try my very best. The, John Rutter, Memorial Home for Injured Swans, Fun Run, 2018. <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> proudly on the back, sponsored gonna by have the, the, Wicked it's gonna Cast. Have the It's going to be on the back, to say,
1: proudly supported by the Wicked Cast. and it's going to be like a date.
0: Can we then have, actually, we could then put a list of our top lads.
1: We should then also find like a generic map of a run and put <laughs> that on the back of the, <laughs> the t-shirt.
0: It's gold, Man. Jerry. We've got to do it's, it. it.
1: It's gonna happen. I don't care how much money I spend on it. I will make
0: this happen. <laughs> um. Yo, oh my god. Well, the money that will make that possible will come from our top lad patrons. uh yeah, So well, it's gonna. It's just gonna also, be insane. Also, we, we, I'd like to point out that we have uh, we we did set a two hundred dollar a month uh, goal of um basically we can pay extortionate amounts to feature guests. Uh, we will always feature guests if we can find them. So that's actually meaningless. But if we get to five hundred dollars a month, Dan will wear a gimp suit. So, oh God, that is, oh uh, that is a thing that's so, going to happen.
1: So, don't worry, we're actually doing all right. It's fine.
0: <laughs> no, I, I actually think that we need plenty more sponsors. Well, for the time being, we should, we should thank our top lads. Uh, and we will we get really to the, the people who are supporting um, in other ways just after this list of people. But to begin with, I'd like to thank Ben Dent, who actually I met. He came to uh, Chapel. He was visiting yeah. a friend at Exeter. And he
1: came to Mass the next day. We had a cup of tea after. Oh, his I service. thought he was I thought he was going off. Oh. Well, I think he was, but then he said he was gonna go and meet a friend and he thought he'd stay anyway. But no, he came, he came up and we had a chat after in the nave after uh, after Eucharist. It was oh, very lovely. Lovely guy, wasn't it? A he? lovely
0: what a lovely boy. What a lovely man. And he and he yeah. supports us by five dollars a month at patreon.com forward slash the wiki We're always bad at that. We never say what the URL yeah. is. It's in the description. But it's patreon.com forward slash the wiki Anyway, thanks, Ben. You're a top lad. And you also support the podcast. And I'd also like to thank Ben McMurtry and Billy Tolson. I would like to thank uh,
1: Choco Cat, Connor Levers, and Dan Hanvey. Dan Hanvey, of course. He was, uh, he's off now, isn't he? He's, away he's in the in, land uh, of
0: the Danes and the extraordinarily yes. attractive women who doubtless Gosh. are falling at his feet right now. Dan, I mean, be careful. Be. Watch your step. Yeah. Do not trip over those women, okay? You'll get out of breath and we don't want that. We also have Davi Von Tobel, David Scahill and Elliot Conway. We also have Eric Davis, Habiba Amjad, who I believe has Twitter, and Henry Brewster.
1: Isabel Ostrowski.
0: Jay Wright and John Mannion. If loving this podcast is Jay wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, <laughs> that's that's, nice. I'm working with what I've got here. I'd personally like to give thanks to Geordie Eschendal, Kyle Much, and Lachlan Woods.
1: Match. How much do you want to thank? Much. Him? Thank-
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, nice.
1: God, we're so lame. Lewis Watson, Lindsey Van Ryn. Ooh, a oh, a new no. a new
0: challenger appears. No, no,
1: we have to cut that. I don't think that's the right one.
0: No, no. I think I think that she just has. She's just joined since uh, the um, patrons, like the money okay. has been I'll taken. So I think I think I think she's a new challenger.
1: Welcome do, to the I'll family. Do, I'll do another lead because that's really embarrassing.
0: No, no, I can edit that. That'd be fine. Are You sure? Yeah, it'll be fine. I can edit that. Okay. I'm an editing god, Dan. Okay. We also have Lindsay Van Ryn, oh, <laughs> Mar- <laughs> <laughs> Kira Punyawat, and Matt Maguire. Thanks also to Fee Gascoigne, Rory Healy, and Simon Torseth. Tapio
1: Kirkinen, oh. The Boustache Man. And <laughs> yeah. Wonderful Stephen.
0: Oh, he's changed it on Patreon as well. That's The Moustache Man, but because it's Halloween, it's The Mustache Man. Oh, it's so spoopy. We should do a um, Halloween special. You know how, like, the Yogpod always used to do a Halloween special? Oh my god, yeah, let's do it. We should totally do a Halloween special. Um... We'll have to... Yeah, what should we do? Patre- patrons! We'll, what we'll do on our Patreon, we will put a uh, a poll and we will we will say to people, what would you like us to do for a Halloween special? And whatever is the most popular suggestion, we will do. That is probably a terrible idea, but if you're a Patreon, yeah. you can vote on that. So yeah. there you go. That's an incentive to go to patreon.com forward slash the wikicast and support the podcast. If you can think podcast. of
1: a of a Halloween guest, perhaps we could do a special with a guest.
0: Like like who? Jack Skellington? Uh,
1: Peter Robinson with a spider. <laughs> That's quite scary. Peter's I mean, scary the enough a spider. Own. God, Peter's, Peter's lovely. I
0: would love to get Peter on as a guest. It would be the funniest thing in the world. It would be brilliant, yeah. Peter, if darling, if you're listening to this, please get in touch because we would yeah. love to have you on.
1: But yeah, if you have any suggestions on who we might be able to interview uh, as, a, as a Halloween-y combined special spooktacular, um, yeah. then... Uh, then, uh, then do email us spongyelectric at gmail.com.
0: But, but for the time being, our entirely non-spooky patrons who support Team Dog and Team Cat have been donating a mm. dollar a month to help keep the lights on, keep us donating to Wikipedia. In fact, I might change one of the goals um, of the patron. If we can get up to $200 a month, then we should we can up our donation to Wikimedia. That would be a good thing to do. Um, I will make a note of that. Um, but, we, but, but people have been donating a dollar a month to either Team Dog or Team Cat, depending on who they think is the supreme household pet. And Dan it's a sorry state of affairs
1: it is a sorry sorry state of affairs Simon Team Dog are still in the lead with 34 patrons to a measly 26 for Team Cat Team Dog well done Showing the others how it's done.
0: Come on, Team Cat. Flock to me. Come to me. And go to patreon.com forward slash the Wikicast and donate a dollar a month to Team Cat. It 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 literally a lot of the money just goes straight back to Wikipedia or to hosting the podcast. And then the other stuff is gonna go for the John Rutter Memorial Home for Injured Swans 5K fun run twenty eighteen as sponsored by the WikiCast T shirts. Yes, God, absolutely. You need to come up with a catchy name for that project. I'll just I'll just make it one long anagram. <laughs> so, hang on, hang on. So it's the John Rutter Memorial Home for Injured Swans Fun Run two K eighteen. Do we want to yeah, that's so that's the J R M H F I S F R two K eighteen. Yeah, see it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Much like water off an injured swan's back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. There we go. What I might do is if I, when I get these t- t-shirts done, I'll take a photo and put it up into the, if you love memes page. Oh, God. I'll send it to the people. Cause I actually, I think I now know the people who, well, I have, I, I, I met people who know the, the owners of that page. Um, and I'm going to see if they they'll they'll release a photo saying like proudly sponsoring the fun run. Good luck on the good luck at the weekend for those living in like Chipping Norton or yeah, something.
0: Some some absolutely ridiculous made up name.
1: I have a little bit more reading to do before a seminar tomorrow, but I know full well I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay on my laptop for two hours planning this T-shirt.
0: Oh God, you, you I I am so behind this. This I think yeah. that'd be hilarious. Like our second piece of merch. Like, we could do, I don't know, we could probably even do, like, we could redo the, the Wikicast T-shirts and then a limited edition.
1: Yeah, well, how about then, if I, if I get the design done and it actually doesn't look too bad, it might be a, a limited merch release. We might release it, depending on if the T-shirt looks any good. I'll get a test one done, and if I like it and Simon likes it, then we'll see what we can do. Oh, I but they'll be very limited.
0: Very limited. Stop very it, limited.
1: Now. Yeah, stop
0: Stopping provided by
1: Raffle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: Okay. Well, without further ado, Simon, we have to move on to our next segment of the podcast, which I believe is it's,
0: Crisis Corner. It's a special edition of Crisis Corner. Top lad. So, dear readers, we have a special episode this week, because last week, Dan and I failed. That in itself is not special. That happens every single week, pretty much. In fact, pretty much every day. Um, Mm -hmm. But what we did was we failed to give what we thought was adequate advice to Anonymous, who wrote in uh, detailing his experiences of basically living in a university in rural Missouri, where he's living with a bunch of intolerant um, housemates. And in particular, there is a particular, and in particular, there is a terrible housemate that Anonymous really, really, really doesn't get along with. Uh, partly because they are anti-LGBT, and Anonymous is LGBT themselves. Uh, they identify as uh, bi, uh, though they uh, have a girlfriend. I believe they said. Um, so you know, there's there's an obvious tension there. But from the sounds of things, it's just a. Sh- human being so we open the floor up to our readers um who uh, have responded with their thoughts on the crisis so rather than us introducing a new crisis this week we're going to have our readers respond to a reader in in need and a reader in need is a reader indeed so this is our way of hopefully anonymous let's let's get you some good advice so Ashley, dan do you want to i've been talking for a while would you like to read our first um response uh, to anonymous's plight absolutely
1: so we've got a, we've got another anon- Anonymie. Um, and the, anono-
0: the Anonymies are <laughs>
1: yeah, um, coming to the aid of anonymous. Um, uh, Anonyme goes on to say, "Hello, um, long time reader, second time attempting at writing, but the first time didn't work."
0: What, as a fingers, non-straight like, snap, oh, sorry, carry on.
1: As a non-straight POC gal, I've had my fair share of absolute nonsense from people, be it sexism to being called various Middle Eastern slurs, despite being Caribbean. I mean, I technically have only really come out to about five people in my life. None of them relatives, uh, due to this spicy thing called ignorance. Uh,
0: it's a spicy <laughs> meme. Nice. it's
1: a spicy? Spicy boy. Um, and technically, my friend outed me, so I'm not exactly an expert. However i know my fair share of people who gladly would rid the world of me lucky lee Lucky Lee, (laughs) brother of bruce lee (laughs) that was my that my my, i got halfway through the word luckily and my brain went (laughs) doesn't 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 matter
0: oh god this is the most serious part of any podcast we've ever done Mm. and we're we're left right and center come on focus man (laughs)
1: Luckily, my flatmates here in Exeter are generally quite accepting. From a perspective of someone who had to seriously think about um, these kind of things, I feel like it's a really situation-based issue. It's all about safety. If a non is going to get their ass kicked or won't have anywhere to stay, then I totally would not recommend outing themselves. As for trying to get them to stop shouting abuse, I feel there are some people that are beyond help and sometimes trying to change their mind can be dangerous to you. Been there, ended pretty badly. Thankfully, not violently. In summary, as long as a non is safe,
0: I don't know if this was any use. That that's anonymous writing that not Dan. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that was any use at all. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> what a sh*t email. Um <laughs> yeah. me, You f- <laughs> what are you doing?
1: <laughs> no, I mean brilliant. Anonymy's got a really good point. I think we both yeah. said at the end of our at the end of last week's the most important thing is self-preservation and making sure that you're safe. Um, and Anonymy uh, has 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 agreed with us there but equally they've also offered some really really kind of valuable points because they've been in a similar situation so thank you anonymity i think it it's, was in- it's interesting plenty that, of use
0: it's, it's interesting that anonymity uh has um so basically not even considered the possibility of moving out i feel like it's basically standing your yes. ground you should yes. you should be allowed to live where you are it's then a question of are you honest with these people about who you are um and i f- i feel yeah you know exactly it is situation based and you know you have to consider the practicalities where are you going to live um if you know things turn ugly and as you say they might turn ugly so you know I, the, the, the safety aspect is very important um at the end of the day that is the most important thing also anonymity writes uh, unofficially team cats thank you very very much also oh, yeah. without sounding too weird it was lush to accidentally bump into Dan <laughs> hope you're doing okay now bud how hard did she bump into you she oh, it, was a, it was a massive uh, massive bump
1: <laughs> she was pregnant uh. <laughs> <laughs> dun 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 um, there was no thanks Anonymy it was, it was lush to bump into you too um, uh, Big Yeats P.S. why did Simon say Uranus like that I don't know how you say it, said it do you say Uranus
0: or Uranus uh, I think I said Uranus. I think uh, you can get away with both. I think, but I, I think Uranus is the accepted pronunciation. But uh, yeah,
1: whereas like Uranus is uh, not allowed.
0: <laughs> Uranus your, your just the, the the pun potential is so yeah. high. Like, you know. <laughs> your, I don't know anyone who's called
1: it Uranus. <laughs> Uranus
0: your, your has rings around it and it's and it's gigantic. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Uranus has sixty two moons? Um, <laughs> Uranus is a gas giant. Uh, as is uh, Venus thank you thank yeah. you Smith from Hat Films actually how many how many moons does Uranus have I'm just going to double check that because it's a lot that's, Simon that's that's no moon uh, very 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 good meme <laughs> meme 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 meme, meme, meme. Uh, oh it has 27 known moons and uh, oh yeah I did know this one do you know how who- many unknown moons well, they're unknown unknowns, that's the thing. So no, they're, un- they're known unknowns, so we don't know. Um, do you know what they're all named after? Because there's, there's a naming convention with, with the outer planet moons. Um, no. They are are all... they
1: going to be named after gods or constellations or something Th- about mythology?
0: They're all named after characters from Shakespeare uh, uh, and Alexander Pope. So the oh, cool. six largest moons are Puck, Miranda, Ariel, Umbriel, Titan- Titania, and Oberon. Cool. They' are great names for moons yeah um, anyway sorry but back back to the show um, so we have another uh, anonymous uh, reader who has written in this is Anani Mouse Anony Mouse writes dear Dan and Simon I've never written to you before but I didn't feel I can contribute because I didn't feel I could contribute much but the story of the anonymous writer really hit home with me I come from a Middle Eastern which is very homophobic sexist and against any notion of liberalism. Oh, I think there's a family that's missing in there. Middle Eastern family, which is very homophobic, sexist, and against any notion of liberalism. I and countless others have been through what Anonymous has been through and have seen firsthand the backfire from the two options he mentioned that he had. In the first option, where people uh, here would express themselves, they get a huge backlash in the beginning, whether it was from friends, family, or the public. However, after a while, everybody calms down, even if they don't agree with you, because realistically, they can't really change you, can they? And the ones in a similar situation actually come out to you. In the second option, where people have kept quiet, we've, me being one of them, have Hmm. always felt dishonest with ourselves because we just put our heads down and not comment when we hear a sexist, racist, or immoral comment, but we go on living without those major clashes. Therefore, I think being in his situation, he has to think whether he's willing to fight for a while until they accept him, which in my opinion demands a huge amount of bravery and patience, but on the other hand, he would get to be himself, which is the greatest freedom one could ever have, or he just has to swallow some some liberal thinking and just keep his life free from clashes until he leaves university. That is an important point, actually, is that like yeah. whatever he uh, whatever anonymous decides to do, isn't forever. It is no. it is for university, and you know, it's a horrible situation to be in. But there is a time limit on it. You know, you will eventually leave that university. You will leave that situation, even if it's only for the end of this year, and then you can move out. That is still too long for you to have to put up with the situation. Mm. But, you know, it is worth bearing in mind that, you know, that time frame does exist. And I feel like a nonny mouse makes a good point that if you do come up, there is that huge backlash, which you know will happen. It's, you know, it, it, bigots are the same the world over. People don't like people who aren't like them, really. Mm. Um, and that backlash is basically it's the question is how long is that backlash going to last is it going to be an hour is it going to be a week a month or a year and if it's a you know is is the trade-off going to be worth it and i suspect that the amount of grief and hate and and flaming that anonymous will have to deal with will be longer than he's going to stay at university like he's not going to change these people's minds in the amount of time that he that, 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 that he's at university Assuming no, it's a, yeah, I which see- I
1: guess why you know again it came it came back to our like the one the one thing we agreed on was self preservation. Yeah. It's a it's a you know it's finite and Yeah. I just think it's so good. I mean we, we we you know, before we jumped into this segment, that's usually a couple of minutes of Simon and I just having a brief kind of stock check of, of, of what we're doing. But it was so lovely to see how many people mm. have have uh, have emailed in. Um Anonymous, I hope this is to some use. Um, if, think, if, if anything, just else, a comfort yeah. to know that people have written in and are sympathising and know you're in the same situation as you. You're not on your own.
0: It's yeah, it's really heartwarming. I mean, I've, I love this community. I think I think that you guys are weird as fuck. Uh, It's got to be said, but you're lovely. Uh, you're yeah. you're a bit like a kind of uh, the community um, study group, all nuts, but. We're a weird, bizarre family together, and we support Anonymous. Uh, and, yeah. and Anonymous uh, and, and Anonyme, uh, we could need to invent some more names, um, you know, just show that. But we have, but wait, there's more, and he's going to read there's another more. email. We've got an email here from Anemone,
1: Uh for Anonymous. Uh, Anonymie says, I've really identified <laughs> with anonymous the Anonymous reader this week. I also attend a STEM university in rural Missouri, possibly the same one. I'm gay, but I've only come out to a few close friends from my hometown, which is a much more liberal state. Oh, wow. I decided to come here. Yeah, this is, I mean, stay tuned. I decided to come here because it's a good school for engineering and I'm getting a scholarship to play football, but I found myself surrounded by people who are less accepting of people different to themselves. I found it very very difficult to become close with anyone because I'm not my true self with them. My parents are very conservative too, so I can't even talk to them. My roommates aren't explicitly racist, but they're very conservative, use homophobic slurs and don't think white privilege exists. Ish. I I contemplated transferring to another school where I could be more happy, but I just kept telling myself I could wait it out. I'm now in my final year and nothing has changed. My advice to Anonymous would be to find people who you're comfortable being completely yourself with. I know this is hard because even I haven't done it, um, but I know that there are people even here in rural Missouri who are accepting. For my humanities elective courses, I've taken a couple of linguistics classes, and it amazed me how differently people in those classes were to the others who I've interacted with on campus." Mm. They've used inclusive language and we are actually aware of the inequalities that exist in our country. My point is that people like that do exist, and you have to stick, um, and you don't have to stick with the friends you have uh, that you know.
0: Best regards, Anunimus. Moose. Uh, an enemy. No, no, it was uh, an enemy. <laughs> um, well, and also uh, an enemy writes. You can give anonymous my email in case they'd like to talk. So that is, if they are at the same college, that is mind blowing. That yeah. that we are possibly if, connect to these people.
1: If that if that is the case that is the
0: coolest thing that this podcast's ever done. I think, I I mean, to be honest, I think this section is arguably the most important section we've ever done. I I just, I I feel like we've actually finally, this is like a lightning rod for people who have been in similar situations to share their experiences. And this, you know, this is the power of social media, but it's anonymized social media. People don't even, they're not asking for, um a claim, they're not asking for credit, then they're, they're not gonna get anything out of this other than they know they're gonna help someone. Or at least they're gonna mm. try and help someone. I think that is so wonderful, guys. Um,
1: yeah. um Anonymous, incidentally, if you're listening and you're and you're hearing all this feedback, we will forward you um uh an enemy's email address if you'd like to get in contact.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um it's it's just astonishing to me that, you know, to to. we you know shows how much of a bubble we're in that these Mm. issues exist you know there's a whole university where this is an issue and you know yeah and as as uh, an enemy writes you know that there are pockets of the university um what was it um in a linguistics class linguistics class Um, yes yeah where people are aware and you know (laughs) just just yeah boggles my mind but that's the thing
1: light can be found in even the darkest of places all you must do is turn on the light
0: yeah, thank you Dumbledore, Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. Dumbledore yeah well it reminds yeah. me I mean obviously it's sort of a, a, a different level of um, discrimination but it reminds me of the um, the Underground Railroad uh, like Carleton mm. Whitehead are talking about the Underground Railroad and how people in southern states helped slaves escape to the north And, you know, even in this environment where people hated black people, people who were willing to fight a war to retain slavery, I know it's more complicated than that, don't at me, um, but, you know, effectively, that was a core reason for the conflict. Um, You know, even in that hostile environment, there are still pockets of people who understand, who get human decency, who were ahead of their time. And, you know, eventually, I hope, the rest of the people at these universities are going to catch up. But, you know... These people, these people, as as an enemy writes, they do exist, um, and you've, yeah, you've got to you've got to find the light and turn it on to paraphrase um, Dumbledore. Absolutely. But finally, then, should we have one more email uh, in response? Um, we have we have a uh, another email from Asbestos. Uh, it's it's quite difficult to think of these names, guys, on the fly. Um, Asbestos writes. Hey there Wikicast! A friend of mine referred me to your podcast episode 043 where you share on the Crisis Corner segment the story of the bisexual man stuck with what sounds like a terrible roommate. As a 22 year old gay Californian man who took a year off school to meander around the great state of Missouri alone, long story itself, I think I have a bit of insight that most coastal city dwellers may not have. First, only one school in all of Missouri fits the description Anonymous gave. If I'm correct, this school is, located in the middle of the state, away from any of the large metropolises like St. Louis or Kansas City, is within a town of population smaller than 20,000 people. Good God. Whose student body is 75% or more male and offers absolutely no degrees that are not related to STEM fields. That does sound familiar. Um, mm. Also, Also, Exeter
1: University... Had, like has about 20,000 people.
0: Yeah, a town with a population smaller than 20,000 people, that's, I think, about as many people as live in my hometown as in Cainsham, where I'm originally from. There's no way you could ever put university in that town. That is bananas. Yeah. Anyway, um that said, like anonymous mentioned there are clubs and groups that support minorities <clears throat> and the like. Hopefully he finds the support within these groups some support within these groups. Maybe enough to stand up for his identity and this troublesome roommate. However, despite the presence of these social groups, I wouldn't be surprised if he finds himself without the support he'd like. I can vouch for the normalcy of using slurs starting with n and ending with a hard r, using along with the acceptance and allowance of community members having bias against LGBT people. Few in the area would chide his roommate or professors for being anti-left ideals. My advice to the guy is to move out, but to avoid outing himself in the process. I believe his roommate may have more ideological support in the community, so outing oneself may be too risky. Maybe you guys can think of a decent excuse for wanting to move out. Anonymous did say he has a girlfriend, so telling his roommate that he wants a space for him and his girl doesn't sound unreasonable to me. Finally, it gets better. Hopefully Anonymous can move out to a more urban setting soon. Rural Missouri is beautiful, and most people are well-intentioned, but there is definitely a hard streak of conservatism that pervades the culture. Get your degree, and get out of there. I've never written to the show before, so hopefully this isn't too much text. Oh, he's never written to a show before. Well, Asbestos. Oh, wow. You've got a fantastic nickname in the process. Yeah, um, yeah there you go. Thank you, Asbestos. D- a different sort of take on it, really. Um, You know... I, I feel like, I, I don't know, what, what sorry, what do you think, Dan? I've, I've been talking.
1: Hmm. Well, it's I mean, it, before we're before we just looking at specifically what Asbestos says, it's been fascinating to see just the varied points of advice. I think Asbestos may, Asbestos may be knitting, uh, knitting? I think he might be hitting the nail on the head when he says, get your degree and get out of there.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah,
1: could not agree um, more. I still also can't believe that we're, I'm pretty sure that We've that now connected the two same.
0: readers. Yeah that's
1: crazy I mean um, to, yeah but to avoid outing himself in the
0: process I think I, th- I think that the plan that he's given uh, mm. the, the plan that uh, Asbestos has given is it could work I think if you did say it's basically that the problem is like moving out in the middle of the year is always an odd thing to do like when was the last mm. time you heard of somebody move house in the middle of a university year it's yeah re- I, I, I don't know maybe maybe it's more common in the states but certainly for here that would attract suspicion in itself but that said the I, the excuse of moving in with, with his girlfriend stand, holds water you know I feel like not many people are going to object to it yeah, uh, if yeah. you have the capability to do so and you haven't already paid for like 12 months in advance you're already locked into the contract um, gosh that has thrown something of a spanner in the works because I felt like up until asbestos' email I was all ready to be like I think you're going to have to stick it out D- yeah. just deal with the fact these people are small minds get your degree, get out of there it's going to be tough but you're going to get through it this has now o- offered an alternative um, th- which is situation based G- going back to the, the first email um, entirely mm. depends really on the parameters of your situation an- Anonymous um, it
1: also, I think in the last episode I said that we may well get advice or multiple pieces of advice that could kind of allow you to do both things overcome the problem but then also maybe not out yourself and hurt yourself in the process and we've had that we've absolutely had that mm. we've just needed we've needed some people who are a little bit more maybe in touch and can relate to the issue which is exactly what we've received
0: yeah um amazing you know maybe we should do this every week <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we, we have just been so completely outclassed by our readers that the, yeah but now we should be like well we'll just tell you a crisis every week and we'll read out the uh, responses next week um Wow, that's that's quite something. You know, we could do that. I suppose that would certainly make life. A I bit think that would different. Yeah, from that would be critics' corner. Sorry, from correspondence corner. If people like one the of the things of that. that
1: this podcast, yeah, one of, one of the things it's really good at is 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 well clearly connecting people, whether it's just online or maybe even in in person. But but because we have such a wide varied listenership, mm. uh, readership rather, um, we we can we can probably. Do this segment better. If more people, if, if if you're listening and and our chosen crisis of the week happens to be something you relate to, um, email in. We will always promise to keep it anonymous. Um, or asbestos. Or an anemone. We're gonna
0: have to think of new names
1: every or time. This a- is gonna Annie, get any any Annie,
0: Annie Mouse. Uh, and, Annie, get your gun.
1: Um, but 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 yeah, I think that this is going to be an official call to arms for uh, this is this this is going to be a new part of the, of the segment of the podcast. Wow. With, um,
0: Okay well well Oof. let's let's say briefly um let us know if you think that's a good idea or not because if you don't think it's a good idea then we can carry on as we have before but I agree with yeah. Dan I think that this 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 would be a fun way of mixing things up a bit so that yeah, yeah the format would be that we would recap the crisis at the start of the section read out correspondence relating to it and then giving our take on it at the same time um and then at the end of the section read out the crisis for the next week yeah so I I I think that'd be great. I'd, the more yeah. basically, the more interaction we get with the community, I think it's better because I love hearing from you guys. And as yeah. we've shown this week, it can be very very powerful advice. It can be very very apt and you know based on people's experiences. So, hmm. well done team. I think well done everybody. We've given give, anonymous give a, a pat on the back. We've given anonymous a hug from the community and patting myself on the back as well. Um, and we've given some options but you know basically there is a cover now if you would like to move out but equally a lot of support if you choose not to but anonymous will will get you in touch with your um your fellow students they quite possibly at the same university which is nuts That's crazy. Um, and yeah and and also dear readers if you are in crisis you can send us an email at, at gmail.com we anonymize everything if you put crisis corner in the subject line we will we'll read it out in a future episode but for now Should we read some some light affair in Correspondence Corner, Dan? Let's do it. Well, I have been dying to get to the section, Dan, and do you know why? Why? Because we have an absolute cast-iron legend in our inbox. And that legend is... Difficult to pronounce, but it's Vignesh Siv- Sivaramakrishnan. Sivaramakrishnan. I'm going to give... The- S- Vignesh Sivaramakrishnan. I'm going to give that one a go. Oh, my God. I've just seen the email. They have secured for us four ghost chili chocolates from Theo Chocolate. Unbelievable, oh tackers This is incredible. I'm, st- I'm going to have to stand at Hang I'm on. standing
1: this is unbelievable last episode i can't
0: wait we asked it turned out that um Vinesh was just down the road like if they were if they were from seattle um and um yeah it. it, it well I, I think it was that there was somebody who said I, i'm pretty sure it was vinyash um yeah who, who who was just like yeah i can get it and once they get it they're going to post it to you dan so i will leave that up to you to reply to them with an address in extra that they can post it to absolutely i'll try and think of of a, a safe location yeah oh um, oh no oh no i just realized i've mixed up two people because we have another email from kaito Durkey who says greeting from seattle long time reader first time writer writer i'm an aerospace engineering student at the university of washington and unbeknownst to me today i live very near the theo chocolate factory Oh my god, you're (laughs) kidding. Though I have yet to see the ghost chili chocolate in any stores here, I am willing to aid you to in acquiring one of the ghost chili chocolate bars, provided no one else has emailed in yet. Thank you for the wonderful non-content. I hope you'll be in touch. Well, Kaito aged 7,219 days. And someone, I mean, incredibly, Vignesh beat you to it. Um, Unbelievable. I literally can't believe this community sometimes, especially considering that we release over the weekend and we record relatively soon in the next week. Um unbelievable. Well done everyone. So Ka- this this it's very kind but Vignesh is solid gold. At, Cor- at The correspondence
1: fleet. across the board for this episode has been absolutely brilliant. Been,
0: mwah, that's me making a well chef done. kiss. Mwah. Well done. Excellent.
1: We have an, e- an email here too from Grace Carter saying hi guys I was just listening to the 42nd episode. Um you said that you didn't like the book thief. I agree it can be slow in places. The author, Marcus Zuzak's other book, very underrated, I Own the Messenger, is very good. Set in Australia and follows a cab driver. I think you'd both like it best, Grace. Thank you for the recommended recommendation. Recommend- recommendation. Um Grace, I shall uh, I shall order that and give it a read when I have a free moment. I was gonna say it I'm sounds sure like it super
0: it sounds like your kind of thing.
1: Yeah, well I think he's a, I think he's a very good writer. The the, the Book Thief has its moments. Um I just found it really, really, really slow at points. But but if we've got a if we've got a kind of a recommendation for I am the Messenger, then I shall uh, I shall pop to my nearest bookshop and uh, see
0: if I can pick one up. Yeah, i will be interested to know because yeah, the, the Book Thief is well written and it's very mm. affecting at the end. I, I just think it drags. I, I, mm. I really struggled to maintain interest in that book. Um, so yeah, interesting recommendation. Next up, we have an email from Antoinette Epsilon who writes, "Hello, Simon." And Dan, incidentally, outstanding name. Antoinette Epsilon. I don't that's think that's amazing. their real name. I can see their real name in their email address. I think, um, which is a lovely looking name, but I won't read it out in case it's meant to be um, private. Uh, um Hello, Simon. Incidentally, is also in large font with red highlighter, and and Dan is in tiny font in brackets. Um, <laughs> need some <laughs> academic advice. Antoinette writes. So I just came home from a party with the bat from the pinata. I mean there's no accent on the end so the pinata uh, and I was wondering whether it would be appropriate to take it to the school to use it as a baton to whoop people's asses. kind regards Antoinette Epsilon ooh I mean what's your take on this one Dan? I'm going to go ahead and say maybe
1: not appropriate but maybe. funny but funny. That is the thing. We, c- If it's an inflatable bat, and you're not going to do any damage, and you're not going to go up to random strangers you're going to use it on friends, then I would then say absolutely. Then it's useless. Absolutely. It must be and hard iron. In- <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Break their asses. <laughs> but
1: equally, you know, you do <laughs> you.
0: Wow. I mean, I, I mean, we can't advocate violence. We cannot con- condone no. violence. But if it's funny... But we can, ad- we can always advocate comedy. We can always advocate comedy. So <laughs> Because we need some. To be honest, I mean, it, given what I know about the fandom, I think we got off very likely with the sentence, so I just came home from the party with a bat from the piñata ellipsis. That could have gone yeah. in so many other directions, and I know yeah. the fandom. To be honest, I would love it if people started sending in Hat Daddy-esque um, Maybe. pseudo-problems. <laughs>
1: Maybe that's how the swan got injured. Antoinette, you monster! Oh, the uh, the the John Rutter Memorial <laughs> home for injured swans. Once. We'll be getting in touch.
0: Well, that's why we need to do the fun run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, Antoinette writes, P.S. I love the Wikicast, but I don't have any money. I'm poor lol, but can support with 10 Thai butts that was found near my fuse box. Well, awesome. if you'd like to, to email those t- somehow to us...
1: Email us a picture of those 10 Thai Barts. I, I don't
0: know what, that, what a what a, a Thai Bart even looks like, actually. So I'd be curious I to find out. I don't want to Google it. I will, I will let Antoinette let us know. But thank you very much. And uh, basically hit people if it's funny. Otherwise, don't do it. We have another email here from Bryce. Uh, Bryce
1: says, Dear Messrs. Moore and Clark, I only recently found the podcast. Well, congratulations. Um, and I've just reached episode 15, reading in order. I hope the Brave. podcast ah. will continue in full strength. I've noticed that the la- the last digest was posted quite some time after the digest before that. So I hope this is an exception. And in fact, you will continue on the podcast on a week- weekly basis. Of course, I realise that your busy schedules might prevent that. But, you know, uh, I will be hoping. Thank you very much. BWD, age 22 and five twelfths. Well, Bryce.
0: Since um, episode
1: we- 15, we've,
0: we've absolutely kept to a weekly schedule.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there are, yeah, every now and then there are things that it just means that Simon and I can't do it, whether it's like seasonal holidays or just
0: busy weeks and we, d- we can't find the time. Yeah. Um, we were lucky however, this week, to be honest, because you had an extra rehearsal and we only managed to squeeze this one in uh, Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, on the off chance.
1: Um, but this is episode four. Forty-four. I think it's episode forty-four. So you're yes. in for an absolute treat, Bryce.
0: Once you get to this one, uh, assuming you don't get bored, <laughs> in twenty-nine yeah, episodes,
1: poor Bryce is going
0: to get to episode thirty and be like, oh, "I hate this," and won't realise that we've been at the Also, I love the idea that the Wikicast is a digest, like a reader's digest. We take all these articles, sub- like kind of condense them down, and we critique things, and we just put it all into one package for people. It is a digest. I like that. And then lastly in correspondence corner before we get to our fan fiction we have an email from Isabella Goosen. also email I am Guson amazing uh dear Damon firstly Dan Whittaker's I used to visit New Zealand every year when I was younger and to this day I always always speak of Whittaker's to everyone who claims that Canterbury's has the best chocolate Dude, yeah, nah. I remember it being the perfect sweetness, the perfect texture. My God, you brought back memories. So this was you.
1: Them sweet, sweet mems Waxing lyrical about this chocolate just, place. They
0: are superbly good. I've never had it. If, if anyone would like to send us some Whitaker's chocolate. Uh, uh, special points if it has crunchy harmonies. Um, do they do a bar with crunchy harmonies? Get it? <laughs> That's very fine. <laughs> But yeah, seriously, if people want to send us some Whittaker's chocolate, I want to know what I'm missing out on now. Can yeah, we... I might try and see if I can order some actually. Um, oh, we'll we, we could do a chocolate. We could do a Wikicast. Oh my god, we could do a spongy and electric video where we show our faces and we do a chocolate tasting test. And it, and we can theme it like Halloween because it's a
1: trick or treat, and they can be the nice things in the. Bo- oh, it's all and perfect.
0: and you know it's like and you know we don't know if it's going to be a nice chocolate or a ghost chili chocolate. We don't know if it's going to be Whittaker's.
1: Or it's going to be Theo. a ghost chili.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, people, if you would just like, if you are up for sending us chocolate, jeez, how many times have we told people to email in this episode? If you would like to send us chocolate, then you can send us an email at spongyelectric at gmail.com. And um, yeah, you can we'll, send we'll us sort something out. Uh, yeah. Secondly, I am, oh, this is, this is Isabella writing, by the way. Uh, secondly, yeah. I'm aware that both of you are very familiar with choral singing you could say so Uh, and especially Christian music recently I auditioned for our KZN youth choir a Christian choir based in Durban KwaZulu-Natal South Africa what an awesome name wow Um, I found that I got I found out that I got in last night and I cannot help feeling as if I will feel out of place I am not Christian and to be honest dudes I am not a big fan of the genre either more of a classic rock fan the thing is I'm going to have to talk to people advice would be appreciated Dagoose. Amazing well, nickname for one thing. Dagoose, yeah. big fan. Dagoose, absolutely superb. Dagoose um, has been cooked.
1: You, 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 well, okay. <laughs> you're so, you're so hiff and down with the kids, bless you. Um, d- don't, don't, the Christian music, I think will surprise you. Unless you're not singing, I mean, you might be singing happy clappy gospel. Oh, happy day Which has its, yeah, happy which days. has its, which has its place or the Roderick Williams responses have you heard these oh yes i have they're bizarre yeah yeah so in 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 an even song service you have several different sections where spe- where certain music is sung uh, the service starts um, with the responses or the precease. um shall I, then, shall I intone as if it's seraphic fire no, you we can well you need to know the right intonation for the roderick williams responses because oh. the gloria the these uh, roderick williams is as is is, i think is a jazz musician in america and normally <laughs> he so you have... he's, he's a
0: jazz musician of some kind
1: Yeah. well no it's, i mean it's it's fine he just shouldn't be writing core music um <laughs> he you, you'll normally get something that'll be like um Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, and then the choir will come in. What Roderick, or our friend Roderick, decides to do is go for something a little bit more like this. I if I it. um, yeah, it's <laughs> Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, and it's just like this most ridiculous. I'll we'll add a um, a, a note in the in the show notes of a link to uh, to these responses, but. They are. Um,
0: so I think that yeah, the roundabout point that Dan was making was that it doesn't have to sound Christian.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I tried to make that point, um, but I just sang responses at you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just got distracted by the music. After Dagoose
1: said, "I'm not a fan of the genre," I'm like, "I was like, mm, okay, I'm I'm hearing you, but I'm going to sing now." <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a like a cat with a shiny object. You're just distracted yeah. by it. basically. You you know, I am a classic rock fan. Um, I wasn't a fan of choral music really at all when I joined Chapel Choir. I knew a couple of pieces. I joined because the girls were fit. And then I got really into it. Um, Mm. That is the music, not the girls. And the music, yeah. Yeah, uh, I I mean, I I got really into a girl. I'm living with her. Um, But, you know, it's... Let it grow on you. And, I I mean, I'm not Christian. um, And I've never really sort of taken an active part in the worship part of the services i mean if in the sounds of things you might not be doing services you might be doing sort of concerts so it might be a little bit different for you actually um but i've you know it's a it's a relatively small part of the music really you know i, I i'll bet yeah. you that the person who's in charge probably isn't that religious if at all um and they're probably yeah. there for the music because the thing is christian music uh, and choral music in particular just goes back so far. There's like eight centuries of the stuff, and so yeah. Also, Christian music and the English choral
1: tradition are two very different things. Yes, this is true. Um, so you're probably going to be doing stuff that's that's more that's more modern and you know contemporary. Yeah. Um, and and fitting for a youth choir rather
0: than yeah. the repertoire
1: befitting a cathedral, you know.
0: But the point being, there's there's a lot of it, so there's a lot of really good stuff out there. Uh, and, you know, like, for example, we were talking about the Foray and the Druffle Requiems earlier. You don't have to be religious at all to sing that and really enjoy it and, and or listen to it and really enjoy it, you know. The mm. fact that it's religious is kind of incidental. Um, so I wouldn't stress about it. I just go there. I mean, you're going to have to talk to people, that will probably happen quite naturally because you are all doing yeah. something together. You will naturally it will come up in conversation when we. You're were are all fans of music. There's, I yeah. would put money on the fact that there will be absolutely people who are classic rock
1: fans. Oh yeah. Um, also, you auditioned and you got in, so you're good. Which is really cool. Yeah.
0: You know. And but basically, what I was what just to round out, I was going to say that whenever we do come and sings, the alumni come up to X University. I've yet to have an awkward experience where people just don't know what to say. Like there is always mm. a conversation to be had either about the music Absolutely. or what you're singing or about what they did, how they got into it. You you there's so many natural conversation starters and then it will flow. Like it will be fine. You're going to have a great time. I'm quite jealous the fact that you're now getting to enter this world for the first time because we're we yeah. jaded old bastards. Like you know, we don't get to experience the joy uh, anymore. Yeah, but, uh, there we have go. A,
1: but have an amazing time and email us after the first rehearsal. I'd be really, I'd be really curious to see uh, how it went. Absolutely.
0: But what I'm also curious about, Dan, is to close out the episode. Mm-hmm. A fan fiction. We have a new fan fiction. Oh. A new author. Uh, it's titled The
1: Weatherman. It's written by Anna Bryan, eighteen and three quarters. Uh, this was the PS dogs are better than cats. PPS you're wrong about the Last Jedi. Uh,
0: yeah, the the doubly emailer. wrong uh, person. Yes. yes. So without further ado. How many ados did with you, with you give? That's the thing, though. I don't remember many, you ever giving any ados Many, 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 many. Well, let's Chapter not give any. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, ready. I'm ready. I'm waiting. The music's kicked in already. Can you, okay, can, you, can you not hear it? It's definitely not added in afterwards. Okay. Sure. Oh, yeah, I love this song. Um, <laughs> Baby shark. No. Oh, f off.
1: <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? The Weatherman, Chapter 1. A knock on the door interrupted Simon's work. He sighed and checked the time in the corner of the laptop screen. Three hours had just passed so quickly, but still it was too early for Pixel girl to have come home. Baby shark so I was providing the music. Yeah, you, yeah I'm fine, actually. <laughs> the man at the door was short and slim, with a shock of dark hair drooping over his incredibly large forehead. That's... Cheers, Anna. I they to know who this is. His features were adorned with a pair of glasses, which were, to put it kindly, Simon thought, the most conventional thing he was wearing. <laughs> As he gazed over the little slim lad, he noticed his corduroy <laughs> suit. Embellished with a knitted tie and brightly coloured socks. He was a fox. Am I Richard Yeah. <laughs> yes you are. <laughs> I mean I kind of would love I would love a suit like that to be fair. Mm. Um his eyes were fixed on Simon with a calculating gaze, somehow managing to look down his nose at the much taller man. It occurred to Simon that they'd been watching each other in silence for rather too long, and for propriety's sake, cleared his throat. <clears> throat> Can I help you? When the visitor spoke it was in a thick Australian accent. Now that line is crossed <laughs> out. <laughs> However, just for you, Anna. Yeah, allow me to introduce myself. My name's Dan. I was rather wondering if I could ask you a few questions. Wearisome, but it would give him a much-needed distraction from his work. There seemed to be no harm in the man, peculiar as he was. He nodded his head. Fine. Simon waited expectantly. Dan, eyebrows raised, stared back at Simon impatiently. He lifted his head and gestured at the space between Simon's shoulders. Do you want to come in? Simon asked, surprised. "Is Is something wrong? I'd say. Yeah, a cup of tea might be called for <laughs> Simon hesitated This wasn't normal Could the visitor oh. be a police officer? A detective? There was something reminiscent of a TV detective about him An English Hercule Poirot, perhaps Or more accurately Albert Campion?
0: And, hang on, an English Hercule Poirot who's actually Australian? Right I, yeah. I, th- I think
1: I'm with him But that sort of thing was ridiculous Surely He looked grave was someone in danger? It didn't bear thinking about. These thoughts tumbled through Simon's brain as his eyes darted nervously over Dan's watchful expression. Okay, come on in. Tea, did you say? Oh yeah, do you happen to have any Lady Grey? Dan inquired eagerly, his features lighting up. We have tea, Simon remarked dryly. That'll do. The conversation died, leaving the whistle of the kettle as the only sound to fill the room. Dan fixated on the steam pouring from the kettle before gradually switching his attention to the clouds hanging outside the window. Do you vape? <laughs> sorry, that's a pun, bad pun. To the clouds <laughs> hanging outside the window. Oh, I
0: just assumed that was in there.
1: <laughs> no. Sorry. And then the framed photos scattered around the room. Simon sat down a mug of tea in front of Dan. Simon, by the way, Simon Clark. Dr. Simon Clark. Thank Dan you nodded very towards much. Dan PhD certificate mounted on the wall. Oh, of course, Simon smiled, ready to launch into an explanation before Dan cut him off. (laughs) Does anyone live with you, Simon? My girlfriend, we we just moved in together. Where'd you live before? Exeter, where I was doing my PhD. Yeah, I meant to ask, what are you studying? Atmospheric physics, or more accurately, dynamic stratosphere-troposphere coupling. Got it, Dan interjected. (laughs) So, climate, weather patterns, that sort of thing. Simon beamed. Precisely. You don't happen to watch Sky News, do you?
0: The visitor... <laughs> oh, the God, visitor imagine didn't if I was answer. actually like that. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You, you may have seen me on the news. If I was the Ralph <laughs> Allwood of climate, uh, like, you know, science oh, explainers. Jesus, yeah.
1: Stop it, Simon, stop. Precisely, you don't happen to watch Sky News, do you? The visitor didn't answer. He was nodding, slowly. Simon watched him, bemused, as the cogs turned behind his eyes. That settles it. It all makes sense, Dan muttered to himself. Well, what does? Simon was confused, slightly panicked even. What had he said? Simon Clark, you ought to come with me. Please don't resist. What? I really must insist that you do. I'm afraid that if you don't, you have much... Don't much... Af- oh, God.
0: Oh, oh, bloody hell. I really must... In- oh, Jesus. <laughs> that got out of hand. <laughs> I re-
1: yeah. I really must insist that you do. I'm ra- I'm rather afraid you don't have much choice in the matter. I, I don't understand... Don't play fool with me, Clark, the young man smiled. <laughs> I dare, I dare, oh Jesus Christ. I dare, oh, God, I can't speak. Um, I dare I have to explain the extent of your crimes to you. Simon felt what? a shooting sorry, pain in his what? legs. <laughs> yeah. Oh Well, Simon felt a shooting pain in his legs. He collapsed to the floor, groaning. It'd be much simpler for both of us if you just followed my lead. <laughs> Dan's lips curled into a smile, and in a triumphant tone, he announced, The weatherman shall finally answer to the Queen of the Magi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, what? Gosh. <laughs> tell wow. me that's not the end. That's the end. No! The end of chapter
1: one, you yes. You can't
0: leave me like that!
1: That's incredible. Uh, also, the, um... Uh, the specifically stratosphere that da- the coupling point. There's yeah. a footnote saying lifted straight from Simon's website. Thanks, mate.
0: <laughs> I was going to say that's like wow, they've really nailed that.
1: <laughs> like yeah. Well, there you go, Anna Bryan. What an a fantastic uh, debut into the uh, into gosh. the fan fiction writing
0: sphere. I mean, I, I it's terribly I exciting. Mean, with these fan fictions, it's often the case that I'm like about a minute in, I'm like ah. Uh... Where is this going? This doesn't seem like it's going anywhere, and then it's always it's like a a hockey stick. Right at the end, it's like just goes from naught to a hundred really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Amazing.
1: Uh, I can't wait to hear chapter two.
0: I know. Well, and we we also have another fan fiction. Was it from Hecking Ruddy George?
1: Uh, yeah. Or was it the case of the deleted pixels? Yes. Season two, episode two. That was it. Yes. Which we can do next week. Uh, that's that's of course from the famed Joshua.
0: Yes. Um, who's a you know. A veteran, a, a, b- a, a real fan favorite in the fan fiction yes. game. So, yeah. oh man, what a what a time to be alive! Like, absolutely, this is this is some golden age of of the wiki. Right, right you sound now. like I had a bit, of a, a bit of a stroke. A gold. Uh, that sentence.
1: <laughs> this is a gold, oh you're just doing a Dracula
0: uh, 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 Yeah, um, it's golden age of the Wikicast. That's what I was trying to say. Anyway, we should probably move on May because it. it's getting kind of late. <laughs> yeah, it is. So Dan, what have we learned today?
1: Ah, oh, today, Simon, we learned about Space Taxi, the action game for the Commodore oh, 64.
0: God. I actually forgot, <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. We had a big old chat about the game and the Commodore 64 and um, and what came out in our our years of birth
0: and and just so many nerdy things. We, Probably we went for quite, too long. We quite I probably edited that section more than normal, I think. Um, but it was it was good, and, and then we launched into Dan's choral corner. Your favourite? What was it again? Your your piece oh, of the absolutely.
1: week? absolutely! Yeah, it was uh, Hadley's "My Beloved Spake." Organ what? first, what then is orchestration. I don't know. I'm sure I've looked this up. Let's have a look. Spake. I think it's just archaic speak. Yeah, my beloved spake and said unto me is the lyric. So, it's oh like, right, you
0: spoke and said this. Okay, like it implies that it's a noun if you cut the title short. Yeah. Oh well, that's Past of speak apparently. There you go. Well, well, yeah, we learned about that, and then I was talking about Jake Paul. Sorry,
1: the- <laughs> apparently, it's from the apparently it's from the Old Norse spak. Spak
0: is <laughs> quite good. <laughs> Oh dear! My
1: beloved Spack said unto me, "Oh no!"
0: Okay. Uh, we, we, yeah. we also uh, talked about the Shane Dawson uh, documentary series about Jake Paul. We talked about we did. Uh, various re- viewing and reading habits, and then yes, we had a, I think a, a, a milestone moment in the history of the Wikicast. I think a truly a truly momentous uh, crisis corner, and you know, just generally it the correspondence amazing. in this episode was fantastic and. Do remember, if you have a crisis, you can email us at spongyelectric@gmail.com, uh, and you can also email us with other. Well, actually, tell you what, we actually talk about it in in our outro. So why, why don't I just do that now? That's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook, and if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric.
1: Your favourite chocolate donations to the John Rutter Memorial Home for Injured Swans, <laughs> and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric@gmail.com. We'd love to
0: hear from you. Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole, and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time.
1: time. Hey, you'll hear that. I couldn't hear you for ages.
0: Oh yeah, I could hear you the okay. entire time. Anyway, yeah, we we oh, we, we, we did teased. you say anything or did you? say yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was talking. Um,
1: yeah. Um. Oh, you just I just massively caught up with you. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we teased that it existed. Are you there? Oh. F- sake. Yes, I'm here. Still here. Hello. Hello. Still here. Still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Still here. Still here. I'm still here. Still here. Still here. Still can here. Can you hear me? I'm still yeah. I can. Can <laughs> you hear me? I'm still here. Can you hear me? Still here. Can you hear me? Doesn't seem like you can hear
1: me. Can you not? Okay. There's a there's a massive delay and you're super <laughs> lagging and
0: going roboty and I don't I I don't know what's going on. Hang on. I'll call you again. Okay. Wait, that was no lag whatsoever.
1: <laughs> right, I should get
0: the uh um get the dildo out. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we
1: go. Oh, the writing on the this dildo is so small I can't read out all the patrons' names. Dan Manvey?